You're listening to The Vine Podcast, episode number 51. There are endless strategies out there for growing your blog, but in today's episode, I'm sharing the four key types of strategies that you should have to really build a business that you love. Let's dive in. You love the time you get to spend creating content on your blog and connecting with your audience, but building a brand and working on your website, that's where it can feel overwhelming. With all of the lists out there of everything that you should do, sometimes you just feel like giving up. But friends, there's a better way. When you spend time strategically thinking about your blog, you'll discover what is essential to build a successful and sustainable business and what's not. I'm your host, Madison Weatherill, a WordPress web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers. I'm here to help you think strategically about the brand you're building, connect with your ideal audience, and ultimately convert them into raving fans, the ones who actually make your recipes, interact with you, and make this whole food blogging journey worth it. It's time to design a business you love and remember why you started a blog in the first place. Welcome back, friends. I am so excited to be recording today. It has been about a month since I last sat down and recorded some episodes because I am really trying to get into a habit of batching my episodes together and just really knocking them out because something I have been really working on is getting my team involved in more aspects of my business and really just trying to focus on the things that I know are in my zone of genius and really letting other people handle the rest for me. So part of that is getting ahead on recording content. So it feels a little bit like I'm shaking off the rust here, just getting back into the swing of recording episodes for you. Now, if you are new to the podcast, I just want to say welcome. I am so glad that you are here. My name is Madison Weatherill, and I am a web designer for food bloggers, and I have been running this podcast for almost a year now, and it has just been such a great experiment and opportunity to really share my heart for my business and my heart for you as a food blogger. And what I really hope that you get out of this podcast is just a filter of what information to take in, what strategies to use, and really be able to pick and choose what is the best thing for your blog right now, rather than being overwhelmed with all the strategies all the time. Now, whether you are a new listener or you've been around for a while, I wanted to let you know that there is a really exciting announcement coming in two weeks. And if you are subscribed to the podcast, you will be the first to know about it. So I really want you to go ahead and hit subscribe to the show so that you will not miss this announcement. I am so excited to be sharing it and I just can't wait. So for those of you who have been around for a while, you might be able to guess what it is. But if you have not been around, just wait because you are not going to want to miss this. So don't forget, hit subscribe, and I will be sharing that in two weeks. So here's the thing. There are so many strategies out there, whether you are looking specifically within the food blogger community or you're just looking on Pinterest for business strategies, your brain actually could explode from all of the information that is out there. And so I thought it would be really helpful to break down a handful of the strategies that you should run to have a successful and hopefully profitable food blog. So let's break down these four strategies that I think you should have in order to build that business that you really love. So the four strategies that you need in order to run a successful blog and just really have a plan for what you are doing with your food blog, you need to have a content strategy, 
a marketing strategy, a growth strategy, and finally brand strategy. So let's dive into the first of those, which is your content strategy. So as a food blogger, your content is your most valuable asset. But for so many food bloggers, content planning and strategy behind it is just a second thought. Having a content strategy is going to save you time and the headache of feeling like you are just winging it. In order to strategically plan your content, thus having a strategy, you have to start by figuring out how often you want to post content. For those of you that have been doing this a while, you probably already know what your capacity is each week or each month for posting content. But with everything that is going on in the world, with school just restarting for a lot of you, you may need to rethink this strategy. Maybe you have been feeling like you are dropping the ball and not really getting out as much content as you would like to be. So it's time to just hit reset on that number and just really figure out what is realistic for you right now in this season. Remember that we are coming up on the end of the year. Quarter four is going to be bigger than ever, most likely, and it's also probably going to just look a lot different than it has in years past. So really set a goal that you know you can reach when it comes to figuring out how often you want to post. Now, this can be a combination of updating and republishing old content or creating brand new content, but you just want to figure out whether it's one, two or three times a week that you want to post, or whether it's just a couple of times a month, set that number so that you can then figure out what your strategy is going to be for actually getting out that content. So you next want to figure out what your different content buckets are for your blog. Now you can look at your actual categories on your site within your website dashboard to see which categories might need more content in order to really make them filled out. Or you can also think a little bit broader than this. So what are the more broader categories of content that you create? You can think of things like topics that you cover within your blog or specific types of meals or specific diets that you cover. It really can vary depending on what your blog is and what your niche is, but you just really want to think of what are those content buckets and make sure that you just have those planned out because you're going to use those to figure out an editorial calendar for yourself. Now, if you want to post two times a week, ideally you're going to have eight categories or buckets for each month, but you can also repeat certain categories in order to be able to fill out those eight posts per month. But this just really helps you when you're trying to sit down and plan out your content. It helps you to just know which sort of buckets you are trying to fill and where the gaps might be within your editorial calendar for the month. You can always deviate from this plan, but having this plan is going to help you be more efficient and get more quality content out to your audience. So the second strategy is going to be your marketing strategy. So now that you have all of that content written, what are you going to do with it? Well, in the old days of blogging, you would just send it out on your RSS feed and you were good to go. People saw it, they clicked over and your post got seen. But these days, marketing is very different. And I've talked about this before, but it takes on average three to seven times for someone to even notice your marketing efforts, to even recognize that it's a new blog post that you're sharing. And so you have to have a plan for getting in front of your audience. And without that, you could be left just feeling like no one ever sees your content. You know, Instagram isn't working for you. Email marketing isn't working for you. But what could be really happening is that you just don't have a plan. And so you are not marketing very effectively. So there's two types of topics that my brain kind of breaks marketing up into, and that is email marketing and social media marketing. So let's dive into email marketing really fast. Having an email marketing strategy could mean the difference between having random people always visiting your blog and never coming back and actually building a loyal audience with loyal fans of people who are actually sticking around and who are looking forward to your content. 
In order to have an email marketing strategy, you need to have a couple of things. The first is that you need to have an email marketing platform. So I use and recommend ConvertKit and I will put an affiliate link in the show notes if you are wanting to get signed up. ConvertKit recently changed their plan so you can have up to a thousand subscribers for free with a free plan. So definitely check out ConvertKit if you have been wanting to get started with email marketing but you haven't taken the leap yet. This is a great email marketing platform to get started with. The second is that you need a strategic freebie that is actually going to help your audience. In episode 11, I talked about how to design a freebie for your blog, and I really dove into this topic more about how to figure out what your audience needs from you and how you can create a freebie that really speaks to them. So if you haven't listened to that episode, definitely go back and listen. But I think without having this freebie, you're really not going to be able to create an email marketing strategy or campaign that really is going to work for you because your audience is not going to be super connected to you and super relevant to what you're trying to do. So the third thing you need in an email marketing strategy is a welcome sequence that is going to connect to your new audience. So after someone subscribes to your blog, however they got there, you need to have a welcome sequence to really help them understand what to expect from your blog. This is the perfect place to put a lot of that brand messaging, put your why in there and really help someone understand what you're doing with your blog so that they can be all bought in too. If they just come and they're expecting just recipe content they really don't have any other value coming from it, it's not going to connect with them in the same way as when you explain what you're trying to help them overcome and when you really relate to them on a personal level to show them that you understand their struggle, you've walked through that struggle too, and you're going to help them get to the other side of that struggle. So last is you're going to need a system for emailing your list regularly. Now, to be honest, for food bloggers, I feel like this is so easy because you already have your content strategy. You can just make sure that you are pushing out that new content to your list. And I don't mean in an RSS feed. I mean actually sitting down and writing a thoughtful email to your list to tell them about a new post that just went live. But within that strategy and that system for emailing your list regularly, I really want to push you to have content that is not just pushing them to a post. You can do different things with your email list to help add value to their lives and really just help give them an overall sense of accomplishment and just know that you are helping them with whatever it is that they're struggling with and you're not always just trying to push them to your blog to get more page views. Now that is part of the strategy and the goal with your email marketing strategy but you want to remember that there are people on the other side of that email as well and there are things that you can really teach them and help them with. So make sure you are adding some of those extra posts and extra emails into your email marketing strategy. If you want to learn more about email marketing, check out episode 41 of the podcast where I interviewed Liz Falsigno about getting started with email marketing, or you can go back to episode 29 where I shared the five emails that you should send to your list right now. Okay, let's shift gears into talking about social media marketing and how to really create a strategy for that. So when it comes to social media, there are really two key factors to creating a strategy that will work for your blog. The first, do not try to be in all of the places. If you do, you are just going to get overwhelmed and not really be able to get any traction or see any growth if you're trying to be in six different social media platforms. The second is that I really want you to focus on going where your audience is. Now, I know for a lot of you, that might be Instagram. That may be where your readers and your audience hang out. For some of you, that might be Facebook groups. Maybe that looks like not posting on your Facebook page as much, but being in groups to really help give your content to people who are looking for it. 
but I want you to really focus on building an audience and seeing growth within one platform at a time because you're really not going to see the growth that you're expecting and wanting if you, again, try to be in all the places and also try to be in places that your audience isn't even hanging out. So I want you to focus on one platform for one quarter and really build up some good habits, some good automation, and really start to see traction in one platform before you add in a second platform. For some of you, that might mean that you just kind of put one social media platform on autopilot. Maybe you just send out your posts whenever they go live and that's all you really do. You are not really trying to implement a lot of strategies for that platform. You're just kind of letting it be there and letting it kind of do its own thing. And then in the other hand, if you're really focusing on something like Instagram for the quarter, you might try some new strategies over there. You might try to really figure out what your audience is looking for from you on that one specific platform and try to experiment and just make it be really a time of learning and growth on that platform. Speaking of growth, that is the third strategy that I want to talk about today. One of the best strategies that you can have for your blog really is a strategy for growth. I think so many food bloggers rely on the goal of wanting to grow their blog without really ever figuring out what that means. And the more I have talked to different food bloggers and worked with different clients, I have really realized that every food blogger has a different idea of what success looks like to them and what type of growth they need to see in order to have that success and just feel like they are making progress with their blog. So I truly believe that in order to really see the growth that you are wanting to see for your food blog, you really need to have a strategy and you need to start setting goals. So goal setting has been something that I have really always struggled with in my business. It's always been kind of an arbitrary thing to me and something I didn't really put a lot of time into. But this has been one of the first years in my business where I have really worked on setting goals and looking forward to where I'm trying to go with my business. I'm not always the best at setting these goals, but it's been something that I have been doing consistently for the last few months in a coaching program that I am in. And so what I've learned is that if you don't set goals, you're just likely to feel like you're just spinning your wheels and you're never really making progress on the overall goal of growing your blog. Without having these goals in mind, it's really hard to know which actions you should take and what opportunities to say yes to. There are always going to be new things to do or some new strategy to try, and without having something to measure that against, it's really going to make you just left guessing about whether or not something is going to propel your blog forward. You may feel like you're wasting time trying strategies that are not moving the needle at all for your business. So before you start with setting a goal, I really want you to look at why you are doing this business in the first place. It's so important to start there because everything else will fall into place after you understand the overall why behind what you are doing. That why is really going to not only motivate you and encourage you, but it's also going to give you something to reference and something to really filter ideas through to make sure that when you want to try something new for your blog or you want to partner with a brand, that it really helps you move the needle forward and meet the goals that you have set for your blog. So for you, that might be that your food blog allows you to stay home and homeschool your kids. I know for a lot of you, this year has really shown you the flexibility and benefit of being able to work from home while we have been juggling distance learning, homeschool learning, just so many different things this year. Maybe it means that you have the time freedom to travel and to set your own schedule. For some of you, it might mean the freedom to bring a spouse or a partner home or to just be the one who is in charge of your own schedule and your time and your income. 
You might have other motivations that are specific to your audience. Maybe you have a certain transformation that you are trying to help your audience achieve. Maybe you have motivations that will just drastically change which types of opportunities you're willing to take because you can really filter them through the lens of your why and make sure that they are a good fit for your blog, your audience, and ultimately your own personal life. Now, the second part to creating a growth strategy for your blog is figuring out what your monetization strategy is going to be. Figuring out a strategy for how you're going to make money with your blog. Even if you are not in the place yet to be monetizing your blog, I really want you to be thinking ahead to what type of monetization strategy you want to have. Just to briefly go over a couple of options, you might think about whether you want to run ads someday. I have a whole podcast episode about running ads and just giving you some more insight into what that looks like. But you could also think about if you want to partner with brands. Even within that, there are so many different ways that you can partner with brands. There's things like sponsored posts, affiliate marketing. There's also hosting events, whether those are virtual or live in-person events. And so you really want to just start to think about what do you want this to look like? It does not matter where you're at in terms of traffic right now. And if you're quote unquote ready to start monetizing your blog, but just think forward so that you have a goal in mind. For example, if you know that you want to run ads someday, then you might look at what ad network you want to work with and make that part of your growth strategy to get to a certain page view amount so that you can get into that ad network. If you are focused on working with brands, maybe you will say, once I hit this threshold of page views, then I will start reaching out to brands to partner with them. Now, side note, there is no secret number for working with brands. You can work with brands at any stage and it just depends on how much value you can really share with that brand and how you can help your audience connect to that brand. If you can sell that and really showcase that to a brand, you can work with a brand at any level. But I want you to just know that you have to have those numbers and have some sort of value to share with the brand. And so having an idea of that upfront is going to help you, again, set those goals, figure out where you're going with your blog, and really be able to measure that in a way that helps give you momentum to continue forward. You might also think about what you might sell to your audience. Maybe that is part of your strategy. You want to create digital products or eventually have a membership or service that you offer to your audience. Knowing those things is going to help you be able to create a growth strategy that you can actually achieve and measure based on whatever that goal is for yourself. For example, if you know that you want to create a digital product, you're going to want to grow a wider audience so that you can make more money with a smaller level digital product. Versus if you are trying to host a membership or a coaching program, that is going to look very different in terms of the type of audience and the connection to your audience that you need to have and build than it would be if you are just trying to run ads and that's your biggest monetization strategy. So I just want you to have these things in the back of your mind. Again, you can pivot and change at any time, but just having that in the forefront of your mind to know this is the direction I'm going. This is what I eventually want to do with my blog and with that audience I'm building. It's just really going to help you to know where you're going. It should probably come as no surprise that our last strategy type that we're going to talk about today is brand strategy. Now, obviously I have talked about this a lot on the podcast. Being a web designer and a brand strategist, brand strategy is very important to me and I really think it should be very important to you too. So having a brand strategy for your food blog is going to help you do a couple of things. Similar to 
some of the other strategies that we've talked about, it really gives you a filter for the actions that you're going to take from your blog and what you're going to do. Your brand strategy is really going to help you have a foundation for who your audience is and what they're struggling with, how you can help them, and the ways in which you are going to help them. So really the brand strategy will help you to make the decisions of all of the other things that we've talked about today. How you're going to use social media, how you're going to use email marketing, how you're going to grow your blog in a way that is is not only sustainable for you, but is something that your audience can get behind as well. Now, if you have really no idea where to start when it comes to figuring out that brand strategy, I want you to, first of all, go back and listen to a couple of episodes on the podcast. I've talked about knowing your audience a few times. I've talked about building a strategic brand and why your brand needs more than a logo. And those episodes are really going to help you to figure out some of these pieces of brand strategy. But if you're like me, when a podcaster says to go back to another episode, you may not be able to, You maybe you're driving. So let me just break down a couple of things that I want you to think about when you're thinking about your brand strategy. The first thing and probably the most important thing is who is your audience? I really want you to dig into this topic and really think about who your audience is. When I say that I want you to figure out who your audience is, here is what I mean. I do not mean that you should just know where they shop or what their preferred Starbucks drink is. When I talk about knowing your audience and really understanding them, it comes down to what motivates them, what their goals in life are, and ultimately what they're struggling with. So obviously all of these details may not relate directly to your content, but what this does is it gives you a really well-rounded view of who your audience is and not just what they like or what they like about your content, what type of content they're looking for from you. It really helps you to understand their life from sort of a bird's eye view and what they're struggling with most and how you can step in and help. I have said this many times, but your audience is not just struggling with finding another recipe. And I would probably even argue that they're not even struggling to find a recipe, period. What they might be struggling with is finding a recipe that they can trust or finding a recipe that uses ingredients that are friendly for their family or their family's needs. Maybe they are struggling to find a recipe that fits a certain situation or struggle that they are having, but they are not just trying to find a recipe and your site is not just a solution for that particular problem. That's why we have Pinterest and that's what we have Google for. Those two things are the solution to not being able to find a recipe. Your blog is a solution to something else. And when you know your audience on a truly deep level, you will be able to figure out what that solution is what your blog is the solution for. Once you understand your audience on this deep level, you are really going to be able to create that brand strategy, figure out how you're going to connect with your audience, figure out what the branding for your website needs to look like. All of those pieces come into play after you understand your audience. So that really is the foundation for this brand strategy. But I think without having this brand strategy, you will end up having inconsistent branding across all of your platforms and your website. You'll have a logo that you're not proud of. You'll have the overall feeling of just not connecting with your audience, just no matter what it is that you put out there. You might find that they ask you for something specific and you put it out there and then they don't even like it or it doesn't resonate with them. All of this comes from not having a brand strategy in place and not being able to filter your decisions, filter your content, filter your marketing efforts through something like your brand strategy. So if this is something that you know you're really struggling with and it's something that you really want to work on, then please reach out. I would love to figure out how we can work together, whether that's on branding or all the way up to a custom website, just depending on 
the season of your blog and what you're looking for. But if you're looking for that support, I would love for you to reach out. You can always go over to graceandvinestudios.com, click the services page, and you can see all of the different ways that I work with clients and You can also schedule a call to reach out and figure out what the best move is for your blog right now to really build that brand strategy and to really have that as your filter for everything else. So friends, I hope that this episode was helpful today. I really just wanted you to be able to kind of compartmentalize all the different strategies that you hear and really be able to look at them with less stress and overwhelm when you can look at these are my four strategies for my blog and then figuring out where all the other pieces fit in. That is just how my brain works and I hope that this was helpful to see kind of a bird's eye view of these four different strategies that you need to have in place in order to really grow your blog. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you will hear that announcement in a couple of weeks and until then friends have a great week and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to thevinepodcast.com. Talk soon.